0: Marching bands were not the target market for the late Jim Marshall. In the early 1960s, he was focusing on rock and roll guitarists. (music) Jeff Beck, for example, he settled into a jazzier sound once he left the Rocking Yardbirds, but he still used a Marshall amp. So did Jimmy Page and Eric Clapton. The Marshall Amp was the device that gave rock its power. Jim Marshall, its inventor, died yesterday at the age of 88. Rich Maloof is the author of Jim Marshall, the father of Loud, the story of the man behind the world's most famous amp. And Rich joins us from his home in Maplewood, New Jersey. Rich, you met and spent time with Jim Marshall in London, where he was born in 1923. What kind of man was he like?
1: He was, he was a gentle spirit and... He was kind and, with me, very generous about his history.
0: Now, I know Jim Marshall had some experience in the music world, but uh, I I gather that he got a lot of his kind of engineering chops while working on aircraft uh, in World War II.
1: That's true. He had worked uh, during World War II uh, as an engineer for a corporation that was working on the wings of Spitfires.
0: And uh, apparently also in a big band, and one of his big band uh, mates uh, was a man by the name of Townsend who had a a, a well-known son named Pete, uh, who gave Jim some uh, apparently very good advice at one point.
1: (laughs) That's right. Jim did know Townsend's father from the swing band circuit, but it was actually uh, Townsend's drummer, Keith Moon, who had studied with Jim Marshall, who first brought Pete into the shop. And uh, Pete had said he loved these two Fender amplifiers that he had, uh, but they, they weren't loud enough.
0: Well, it's precisely the growling sound of the Marshall amp that was the sound of mature rock and roll. And I can imagine that for people, say, inside the Soviet bloc during the Cold War, it was that sound that they really yearned for. That was, I guess, what they thought the sound of freedom was. How eager were Russians to get their hands on a Marshall amp?
1: Marshall amps did find their way around the world, you know, and into the Eastern Bloc for sure. Certainly, you know, in the Eastern Bloc countries, uh, they had recognized the West as the birthplace of rock music and turned to the UK and the US to model not only uh, the songwriting, but, you know, the sound, the tone of the instruments and the iconography. And and Marshall has been central to that sound and look since, uh, since the late 60s.
0: It wasn't just the sound of the Marshall Amp, though. Here's uh, actor Harry Shearer this week on the BBC weighing in on another aspect of the Marshall Amp. And Harry, of course, played Derek Smalls in the movie Spinal Tap.
1: Marshall Amps made it a physical experience as well. This this sound overwhelmed you. It kicked you in the chest. It did all sorts of things that music had never done before. And that was really the accomplishment that uh, he will be remembered for.
0: And the he, of course, is Jim Marshall, who died this week. Rich Malouf, you, you of course, know the famous bit from the movie Spinal Tap where they want to crank the sound up to 11. Uh, Harry Shearer said it was a tribute that a Marshall amp soon became available with a number 11 on it. Um, And Shearer says Spinal Tap came out with an amp uh, a year later that went to infinity. Uh, Here's something I (laughs) just learned that I didn't previously know. Bands like Kiss and Bon Jovi had these massive Marshall stacks on stage, but many of them were just dummy cabinets.
1: Uh, That's true. Yeah, a lot of bands have done that and and continue to do it.
0: How did Jim Marshall feel about just like cranking out cabinets with nothing in them?
1: I think he would have saluted it, to tell you the truth, because he really took the aesthetics of his amplifiers uh, as seriously as he did the tone of them.
0: I suppose if there's a downside to the Marshall amp, it's the loss of hearing. I mean, Pete Townsend and Jeff Beck have hearing loss. Nikki Sixx of Motley Crue said this week that while uh, Jim Marshall is responsible for great audio moments, he's also responsible for 50 percent of all our hearing loss. Uh, It's not Jim Marshall's fault, I guess. But does the outstanding quality of loud on a Marshall amp make musicians want to turn it up?
1: As Harry Shearer was saying in your clip, there's a physical experience to it. Part of it is feeling your, your pants shake as the sound waves kind of rocket through your body. Mm. But from a player, the feeling in your hands uh, of driving an amplifier with your guitar, but, you know, there's, there's nothing like it. And there was nothing like the sound, there remains to be nothing like the sound coming out of a Marshall amp in particular.
0: Rich Maloof, author of the book Jim Marshall, The Father of Loud. The iconic Marshall amp deserves an iconic rock and roll tune. So, ACDC, take us out today. You can see a video of ACDC in concert with a stack of amps behind them at theworld.org. The world's theme music was composed by Eric Goldberg from the Nam and Bill Harris studios in Boston. I'm Marco Werman. Rock on. Hey, 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 hey.